Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sonny Dice got to be feeling really good about coming off a victory like that. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us on a Saturday. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, your story is so amazing. The story about what has happened with this turnaround is so amazing. So let's just start it out right here because I want to get it out of the way. Are you sick and tired of hearing about something that happened in the 1980s and the death penalty, the only death penalty in college football? Because we'll we'll stop talking about it right here and now if you don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 we, we've heard some stories about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in Texas, and so you know, I, I was obviously aware of it. It happened happened actually my senior year in high school. Uh, we got the death, death penalty, and you know, it's been a long time ago. Uh, but you know, I obviously had a huge impact on the program up until up until that point. SMU was you know one of the elite college football teams and had a lot of success year in, year out. And it's been a long recovery since then. But, uh, but you know, we're excited to be in the position that we're in. There's been a lot of hard work by a lot of people that have gone into getting us to this point. You know, we had a lot of supporters and, and former players and coaches and everybody that just kept getting the program better, kept believing in it, kept improving things. And, and when I got the job two years ago, you know, it was a, it was a lot better job than it was uh, when some other guys had gotten it. So, um, anyway, it's, it's been a blast. We're excited about not only this year, but, but kind of where we're headed uh, overall and and really love being here, love coaching these players, and, and um, you know, they're playing hard right now. SMU head coach Sonny Dykes joining us. Uh, when, I, when I read these numbers, I want to hear your thoughts on these numbers. 60 new faces, 14 transfers, seven of those grad transfers, five from junior colleges, how do you make this work? That seems like a ridiculous task of trying to rebuild with all that turnover. Yeah, we have a lot of new faces. You know, a lot of it, uh, we needed some new faces, but we needed to add some walk-ons to our program. You know, part of the 60, uh, obviously a big part of that are walk-ons and, and guys that are so important for us, give us a great look on our scout teams, are really instrumental in, in our success, and, and we've added some really quality walk-ons to our program. You know, the next thing is is bringing in, you know, the, the, the grad transfers and, and you know, kids that grew up in Dallas that went someplace, played football for a while. Um, you know, a lot of kids had success where they were, but they got homesick. They got tired of, you know, coming out after a game on Saturday afternoon, not having friends and family there. And, and so they decided to come back and, and you know, be around their around their family and, and come to get a quality education at SMU. So we've gotten a lot of those kids. We've gotten some junior college transfers as well. And, so it's been a we, we've had a lot of new faces. Obviously, the you know the one that's been really important to us has been Shane Buchel. You know, quarterback transferred over from Texas, and and Shane's had a great year for us, and and is really you know a big part of the reason we're 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 off to a good start. Well, oftentimes it does start with a quarterback, and he spent those years in Texas, so obviously familiar with who he is, and you're so ingrained in the state of Texas. You've been around it your entire life, your father, a legendary coach in that state, and now you're sitting there with somebody like Shane Bichelle who's having an incredible year. He's torching uh, some of the defenses he's going up against. How important has he been, and has he been one of the leaders, one of the seminal guys in that locker room to help this turnaround? Yeah, you know, believe it or not, he joined our team. He had to graduate 
for the spring semester uh, from the University of Texas. And so he was he was finishing classes, uh, didn't really finish until, you know, the end of May, early part of June. And so, you know, he came up as soon as he got done with, with his school work there. He, he joined our team, worked out over the summer, um, was elected team captain, you know, was only around our guys for about about, you know, six to eight weeks before they voted him captain. And, and he's had that kind of impact on our program. Not only is he a really good football player, but he's a winner. He's one of those people that makes everybody around him better. Um, you know, he's exactly what you want from the quarterback position. You know, he's mature. He's a great decision maker. Uh, he distributes the ball well. He's an accurate passer. You know, but probably the most important thing is just he's a grinder. You know, he's just one of those kids that's really, really tough, really dedicated, you know, doesn't care who gets the credit. It's all about winning games. You know, whether whether he throws for, for 400 yards like he did last week or, or has to do it a little bit differently like he did this week against Houston, you know, he just wants to win football games. And so he's he's been a big-time leader for us. And as you said, we've got a lot of new faces that have, have come in and really contributed and, you know, and, and turned us into a pretty good football team. All right, can you help us out? We're joined right now by uh, head coach Sonny Dykes of SMU. Help me out here because – there are teams like the Ohio States of the world, the Alabamas of the world, where kids grow up wanting to go there. They want to be a part of that tradition. But in this case, you're essentially building a new tradition. I don't know that a whole bunch of kids grew up wanting to be a part of that SMU program, and yet here you are starting to try to open up those inroads and say, hey, we want to be a player uh, here in this state and maybe nationally. How difficult of a challenge has that been to catch their attention? Well, it, it always is. I mean, the thing that we want to do, we want to, you know, transition from being a place where we take a lot of transfers to, to being a place where we can go out and recruit the best high school players, you know, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and really in the state of Texas. And so the more games we win, the more we invest in our program. You know, we just built a $30 million indoor facility that's one of the best in the country. And the more we do those kind of things, then the more we can attract, the, you know, the high school kids, particularly in the DFW area, but really from all over Texas, that, you know, we'll get on our campus and we'll say, you know what, I'm going to go take a look at SMU. And I think when they get here and they see, you know, see this campus, it's right in the middle of Dallas, Texas. It's an unbelievable place to go to school. It's a top 50 university in the world uh, that really is making a commitment to football. When those kids get get on campus, get around our players, get around our coaches, I think it all of a sudden becomes, uh, you know, a possibility for them. And, uh, and that's what we want to do. We want to just, obviously, we've got to improve our recruiting. We want to continue to get better as a program and and hopefully transition from, you know, taking a, a big number of, of transfers to taking smaller and smaller numbers. But the thing that we did when we decided to, to do it this way, we didn't want to sacrifice the long-term success for a program for short-term success. So, you know, you think, well, we, we have all these seniors. If you look at our team, we have very few seniors. Most of the most of the transfers were guys that had multiple years left, you know, like Shane Bichelle's a junior this year. So he's, he's he'll be coming back for us next year. And and a lot of these guys are kind of in the same situation. So it's been a great thing for us. But, but as you said, I mean, we gotta, we gotta, it's all about recruiting, and we've got to do a great job recruiting kids the first time instead of the second time. Now, every coach in the country, especially nowadays because of social media and uh, these kids having access to all the different things that they may not have had access to before, they need to educate their programs and their kids on the do's and don'ts, what you can do, what you can't do, the type of things – the type of relations you may have with, say, a booster. Obviously, your program, we, we all know the history. Do you find yourself having to even uh, dot, the, dot the I's, cross the T's, even more so than other coaches because of what has happened at that university in the past? I think so. I mean, I think certainly, you know, certainly with, with uh, older folks that are, that are aware of, 
you know, kind of SMU's past. But, you know, I think if you go and you look since they've come off the death penalty, they've done a great job with compliance and particularly with football. And and it's something that obviously is uh, is a huge point of emphasis with uh, with our administration, with our athletic director. And so, you know, we're, we're very vigilant and very careful about, you know, about these kind of things. We have to be, you know, given our history. Uh, there's always going to be, you know, more scrutiny placed on us just because of, of what happened, you know, was, you know, 30 years ago. But still going to be a lot of scrutiny. And so, you know, we, we welcome it and we accept it and understand that that's just the way it is. And, and so we, we got to make sure that we do things the right way. Now, with all the discussion right now about what could happen down the road in college football with the state legislation that had been passed and signed uh, as a bill in the state of California, people are saying it's just a matter of time before kids are going to be able to take advantage of their name and likeness. And I'm telling you, every time this discussion comes up, people say, all right, well, that, that's just going to mean greater advantages for Alabama and Ohio State. But then they also say, you know what other program could take a huge leap forward? They say SMU because of the, the great relationship of the, the strong boosters you have in your community and in your area. I know you can't think about that right now because the rules are the rules, but you do know that could be a reality down down the road, right, Coach? Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us know uh, what it's going to look like. You know what I mean? I, I think that for for most of these things, the devil's always in the details, and so I don't know that anybody can say with with certainty, you know, here here is exactly you know what this is going to look like. It's obviously going to be regulated by the NCAA in some form or fashion, um, you know. But but I think all of us right now that are in the business are just waiting to. To, to see how it all turns out. And, um, you know, and obviously if it becomes something that is advantageous for us uh, within the roles, then we're going we're gonna to use it to, our, to the best of our ability. The great thing we have, as you said, we have very successful alumni. We're right in the middle of one of the best economies in the United States, in Dallas, Texas. It's, it's one of the fastest-growing economies in the country. And so we have a lot, of, a lot of resources and a lot of access to, you know, to, to people that want to support our program. And so, you know, if it, if it happens to go that way, then, then you know, we'll, we'll figure out whatever we have to do to, to keep building a successful program within the rules. SMU right now, highest rated among the group of five, and obviously a big game against Memphis coming up. I know you don't want to look ahead or any of that, but you do establish goals all the time. Are you allowing yourself and your team to talk about something that could be as magical as a Cotton Bowl? You know, not really. Just because we know, we know if we don't if we don't win these games, then it's not going to happen for us. And so, you know, our mantra from the very beginning has been: let's don't listen to to what anybody says outside of our program. You know, when the year began, I think we were we were picked fifth, maybe in our in our side of the division. Um, and so, you know, we didn't have a ton of high expectations for us. And you know, I told our players at that point: don't listen to what anybody else says. We know what we're capable of, and we know what kind of football team we can have. If, you know, if we'll work hard and, and stay focused and, you know, you got to give our guys a ton of credit. They've done that. And, and I've never heard our players talking about anything but our opponent. They've really done a great job keeping their head down. Uh, they've handled this success with a lot of maturity. And, um, you know, and typically there's some growing pains. When you're a program that hadn't had this kind of success and gotten this kind of notoriety, and all of a sudden you do. And our, our players have handled it remarkably well. And so that we know we know the biggest game of the year is Memphis. And, and after that, the the biggest game of the year will be the next game, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, it doesn't get any easier at all. A few more questions for you. We're joined by Sonny Dykes, head coach of SMU, the unbeaten team. Okay, this uh, this very fascinating to me uh, that you, you got a chance to coach Jared Goff, so you know him very well. 
Uh, he had a great, great third year in the NFL. And now some people are starting to say, I don't know about him. I don't know. Maybe this, this is not going to be the guy that leads the Rams to the next level. I, I know you don't have a chance to watch all the games as closely as maybe you once did with Jared, but do you think he's someone who can overcome a little bit of you know, mid-career adversity here? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly do. I think, I think what happens is, um, you know, when Jared got drafted left Cal, he, you know, he was, he was barely 21 years old, so he was a young kid. Uh, was still developing physically. We only had him for three years, and he had a tremendous amount of success for us. And it was it was an outstanding player. But the great thing about Jared is we knew he was going to continue to get better and better. And there wasn't going to be anybody that had a better work ethic or, or was more mature in terms of doing his job than he was going to be in his preparation and the way he, you know, he got ready to play every Sunday. And so, you know, um, what happened is he he didn't have a lot of success as a rookie. They had a coaching staff change. You know, I think Sean McVay came in. They got him a better supporting cast, and and you know he really flourished. And obviously went to a Super Bowl last year. And so what happens typically is you know when you get a, a target on your back a little bit like the Rams do now, you know people are going to prepare for you and and you know and take advantage of some of the things that that they see on film. And and you know you just got to continue to evolve and develop. You know they lost some personnel that I think's probably had had a, a, an, an impact on them and. Uh, but I expect Jared to have a great career. I think he'll continue to have a ton of success with the Rams, and, and I think he'll be one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. All right, Coach. Uh, 8-0, I got to tell you, and I don't care what your competition is or who you're at or what program you're at or what level of football you're at, you get to 8-0. Uh, you've been doing a pretty good job. I know you're starting to uh, get more and more pub. Game Day did a nice feature on you last week, and we're so happy that you took the time to come on today, and we root, you, root for you. Uh, nothing but the best going forward. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.